0: Did we make it? Are we back? We're back. And a good evening, everybody. How you doing? Welcome to episode 17 of 300 Bucks Damage. I'm your host... Wait a minute. Is it seventeen? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm Gord Tep on Long Island, and I'm joined as always by Ham City Kev in Queens. Hey now, Gord Tep. Hey now, Ham City Kev. I got a question for you. I've an answer for you. The, I don't think you do. These <laughs> days,
1: in today, in modern society. Does anyone actually put a TV dinner in a conventional oven and wait 40 minutes for it? Is the percentage of people who do it, like, below one? 40 minutes? Yeah. What
0: are you talking if about you ever read the back of
1: a If you ever read the back of a TV dinner box, it says, you know, you could do this two ways. You could put it in the microwave for five minutes or a conventional oven for 40. No. I swear to God. I swear to God. Look at the back of a TV dinner. And, uh... You know, I'm wondering maybe we're missing out. Maybe it's like, you know how pizza is so much better when you uh, heat it back up in the oven as right. opposed to a microwave? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's something like that. So actually,
0: I'm making – what's that? Actually, pizza is better when you use the Presto Pizzazz pizza maker that I have.
1: Oh, really? You have a Presto Pizzazz pizza
0: maker? Oh, it's awesome. But anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: Well, I was just going to say I'm I'm going to take one for the show. And after we're all wrapped up here tonight, <laughs> I am going to put a TV dinner in a conventional oven for 40 minutes. Why don't you- Next week, I'll I'll report back as to how it
0: is. Well, why don't you do it now? And that way, by the time the show's over, your TV dinner will be ready. Uh, because
1: we might run longer than 40 minutes, and I don't want to have to stop down to go get it.
0: Nah, it'll be too late. All right, whatever, fine. Is it a kid <laughs> cuisine you're going to be eating?
1: No. No. I, a hungry man. Hungry man, Swanson. A whole pound of food men love.
0: <laughs> Remember that thing you sent me years ago, I believe from uh, X Entertainment, of like the the breakfast from hell? The breakfast from
1: hell, yes. Everyone out there in internet land, if you Google breakfast from hell, you'll probably get a, uh, a link to the X Entertainment website. And it is one of the best reads you'll have all week.
0: Yes. It, this Just to give you an idea... It's some Swanson's Hungry Man breakfast, and I believe it's like 3,000 calories. <laughs> in one
1: sitting? Yes. It's, I it's, believe uh, what was said about it was, that's fine, 3,000 calories, as long as the only thing you were planning on eating
0: for the rest of the week was air. <laughs> yeah, beautiful stuff. So, in any event, we are talking tonight. Television shows—you wouldn't know it from our opening uh, segment, but who cares? Well, I was talking about TV dinners. True, good point. Nice segue. So, we're, thank you. We, we're doing television shows, but television shows from a one of our favorite decades—the 1980s. Uh, Kev, to kick things off, what was your favorite television show in the 1980s?
1: Knight Rider, hands down.
0: Knight Rider, Michael Knight. Yep.
1: Absa, fucking Lutley, Kit the car, greatest car of all time. If you had to pick between the Back to the Future DeLorean or Kit, what would you pick? I'd
0: pick the DeLorean. Not me. No, you need Kit. You need the navigation system from Kit.
1: I, I, you have a little companion. You got someone to talk to. You got, you got TVs. You got Turbo Boost. You got Ski Mode. You got Super Pursuit Mode. You got the C button to make it a convertible. All sorts of spy hunter shit. Dude, Kit was... And it's indestructible. And ridiculously fast. Dude, you can't beat Kit the car. It's just fucking amazing. And what are you going to do in a DeLorean? You're going to go back in time and you're going to fuck up the timeline. It's going to skew into a tangent. And you're going to destroy the entire universe. Or, if you're lucky, it will only be localized to your own galaxy. Well, that's a relief.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the star, aside from Kit, aside from Kit, the star of, uh, Knight Rider, Michael Knight, played by David Hasselhoff. Now, I, yeah, he had huge, I mean, he was a big, big, big star in the early 80s with that show. I think he went on to be an even bigger star with Baywatch.
1: Absolutely.
0: Like, which is interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, Knight
1: Rider was a big international show as well. Not nearly as big as Baywatch, but, uh, People always say that David Hasselhoff has that ability to take complete shit shows and just make something out of them, which is funny because he's such a shit actor. <laughs> he's got that like bad quality that people enjoy, and I think honestly, I mean, I've been uh, getting ready for the show. I've been watching uh, some of my old favorite episodes of Knight Rider uh, via on DVD, or um, you can access them instantly if you are joined up to Netflix. So uh, I watched, like, Night of the Juggernaut, which was the one where uh, Kit gets destroyed and then completely rebuilt. There was another one where Kit gets dumped in acid, completely destroyed, and rebuilt. Uh, there was the Car episodes. Do you remember Kit's evil twin, Car? No. The Knight automated roving robot. It's phenomenal. Voiced by uh, Optimus Prime. Very interesting. Really, 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 really great stuff. And, you know, you watch it. I, when I was a kid, I think I just, I liked the music. I liked the fact that Michael Knight was like a hero. And, you know, I, I enjoyed the car. But now I watch it and it's just, it's so fucking cheesy. It's so much fun to watch. <laughs> well, you So I'm getting it. I'm enjoying it on a completely different level now.
0: That's that's really cool. Now, you were just saying about his acting ability. Um He's not nearly as bad, but in a similar fashion, kind of like William Shatner. Yeah, I don't know if you feel much. that way about him, but I feel like William Shatner is a horrible actor.
1: Oh, he really is. He he, he truly is. Um, he's, you know what he is. He's Shatner is very good at playing himself. He's uh, kind of like Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is an awful, awful actor. You think so? But oh, absolutely, dude. I he's think he's really horrible. good. You don't think he's really good in Rain Man? he's all right in rain man uh, i don't know it's like if you ever see magnolia no that was probably his best role
0: because he was playing himself okay
1: do you ever want to see uh, just to f- wrap up on tom Cruise? i did I see i did see him.
0: tom cruise on uh, that clip when he was on the oprah show and he turned into the emperor
1: the emperor from what from star I mean, wars you don't know what i'm talking about no, I know he was jumping up and down on the couch. Oh, no, you got to go to
0: not. YouTube and find the clip of Tom Cruise on Oprah when he turns into the Emperor and starts shocking Oprah. Okay. It's fantastic. <laughs> well, it'll make the YouTube playlist this week, because there will be one this week. All right, that has to be on it. it. It will be. Okay.
1: As long as, you know, it's on YouTube, because Oprah may have pulled it off.
0: It's there. No, it's still there. But, all right, go ahead. What were you going to say about Mr. Cruise? Uh, do you ever see Minority Report? Can't say that I have. All you need to know about Tom
1: Cruise's acting is in that movie. Uh, you know, that's, it's a Spielberg movie, so it's fun. It, it is. It's, it's a fun little movie. But in the end, Tom Cruise catches this dude that he's been looking for, like, forever. And it's hard to explain. You just you have to see the look on his face when he grabs this guy from across the room. And it's so unbelievable, you just laugh. Yeah. It's just it's atrocious. But uh, that's all about him. But hey man, well he I was actors, the the one I that I
0: liked him in was the movie with Paul Newman was that color of money color of money? I haven't seen all of that
1: one, okay, and of course, top Gun he's you know he's more or less playing himself, which is just a dude who just walks around and smiles, yeah until you know goose dies, and then the acting just gets total it's just complete shit after that,
0: all right, so that was our ti I never thought we would have a multi minute segment on Tom Cruise, but we did. How do you like that? <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> so uh, the, that was our Scientology portion of the show. Oh God. Uh yeah, that's for another show, I think. But anyway. Please
1: don't put that. Please don't put that as a tag to the show. No.
0: What? Scientology? I think it should be. <laughs> no. <laughs> That'd be great. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Alright. Um, let's see. Alright, so Night Rider, your favorite show. Yeah. Uh, for me. I think, I mean, I I loved 80s television shows. i got to be honest. I think of all the decades, uh, I like the 80s the best. Mm. You're probably a 90s guy, right?
1: Of course. Okay. I, I'm not taking anything away from the 80s. They were great. There, there's something about the 80s that the 90s did not have, for sure. But there's just... Dude, all you need to know about the 90s is Seinfeld and The Simpsons. Even though both got their start in the late 80s. I mean... Yeah, but Seinfeld those are 90s Simpsons. shows. They are '90s shows, and we'll we'll discuss them next week for sure. Yeah. But uh, having those two together, forget it. It's it blows out. Just those two beat any decade.
0: Well, I think there's one show that I consider an '80s show, and it ran into the '90s, and it's my favorite from that uh, era, is Cheers. Were you a Cheers fan? I was not a Cheers fan. Oh, man. at all. I loved, I never got it. Loved Cheers. Well, you might enjoy it Re- more if you went back and watched now.
1: I, I might. I know that uh, as a kid, anytime Taxi would be on, I'd be upset. But then when I would watch reruns of Taxi on Nick at Night, oh. that's a show that bled into the 80s. Taxi's great.
0: Yeah, taxi is great. We'll get to Taxi in a minute. I just want to touch on Cheers here for a bit. Uh, sure. You would love Sam Malone, Mayday Malone, pitch for the uh, Red Sox. I know. He pitched for the Red Sox. Okay. Uh, great character, Ted Danson. And I'm pretty sure they have the
1: Sam Malone. They they do. I'm 90% sure at Fenway Park. If you go on the tour at Fenway Park, you know you go like back to the suite areas
0: and whatnot. And I believe they do have the
1: Sam Malone jersey.
0: Oh, hanging. awesome! It's the characters yeah. were just so great. I was not a big fan of Shelley Long, but I did like Kirstie Alley in her role when she came on. Um, were you a bigger fan of uh, Woody or the dude who was before? Woody, absolutely. Okay. Loved Woody, yeah. The, the, what are you talking about the old guy who died? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Woody and um, Cliff Clavin and Norm. Those guys were great. You, do you know what Norm's occupation was? Do you remember? Cliff was the uh, mailman. Do you remember
1: Norm? Cl- yeah, I, I mean, I know, I know the pe- I know the characters on the show. I watched it enough. I just never like would seek it out. It would be on, and I'd say okay, and I'll watch it. But I would never say, "Ooh, great! Cheers is on." Yeah. Let me turn. it Do you it know on. what
0: Norm uh, did for a living?
1: I did not know what Norm did for a living. He was an accountant. I he just drank beer. Oh, he was an accountant. Yes, no, I'm kidding. I was just thinking, what was Norm? Was in a movie I watched recently. Was it Back to School? What about Back to School? Was he? Did he have a small cameo in there? No, that? I'm, I'm going to have to look this up because I know that Cliff Clavin has cameos in uh, Superman and Superman Two. He's also in The Empire
0: he, Strikes Back. You're kidding? Nope. Who was he in that? He's uh, in the beginning in Hoth when they're in the base, and uh, he's the guy that tells Leia that they can't find Luke and Han and they have to close the door.
1: No shit. You know what I'm
0: talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking
1: about, but I didn't realize that was him. That's uh, that's crazy. Yeah, I know that he's he works as part of like the, I think like the missile launching crew, in Superman
0: one. He may
1: or may not be into. He might be part of like NASA. And two, I'm not entirely sure, but you know, okay. Regardless, no,
0: but Norm, who's like everybody's favorite character, uh, though although he was an accountant, I remember there was an episode where he got a job as a beer taster, and <laughs> that was green. like hysterical. Yeah, 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 totally great.
1: But doesn't don't you have to spit the beer out if you're tasting it like a wine taster? I don't, so. wine. I don't think so.
0: I don't think so. But the link that will take us to Taxi is Rhea Perlman, who played yeah, of a phenomenal character on that show. Her character on that show is sort of like a younger version of uh, the Estelle Getty character on Golden Girls. Yeah. you know
1: Another show we'll probably
0: get into. Yeah, we'll in get, get into point. that in a bit. But <laughs> Rhea Perlman, real-life wife of Danny DeVito, who is the star of Taxi. Wow, that, that's uh, big words to call him the star. Oh, he's absolutely the star. Louis De Palma, that is absolutely the star. No question.
1: I would question it. I agree with you, but I, would, I wouldn't I would be so black and white about it. What,
0: were you going to say Latka? Yeah. Uh, you know, Andy Kaufman is, like, crazy and entertaining and everything, but it's that's a Louis de Palma show. I'm sorry. That's just the way it goes. It's totally, yeah. Uh, that's uh, Danny DeVito's show. And Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> Jim, oh, yeah. Phenomenal. He's so great.
1: You know, I always wanted. Uh, what was Lloyd's name on that show? It was, um, Reverend Jim. Oh, Right, Reverend Jim. I always wanted Reverend Jim and Kramer to hang out with each other. Because <laughs> I feel like they would be a phenomenal pair. You're
0: good with that. That's, they, those are uh, very good comparisons. I think that's dynamite. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, by the way, the, uh, the cameo appearance from George Went I was thinking of before. He was in Airplane 2 as a ticket agent.
0: Oh, interesting. I don't remember that at all. I haven't seen it in a long time.
1: Not as bad as you remember. At least the first time you watch it, rewatch it. I should say.
0: All right. Well, maybe we'll do an airplane show one of these days. Um, well, what what about Taxi? All right, you didn't like Taxi as a kid. Uh, what is it now that drew your interest? I don't know. It was. It beats.
1: The I honestly, I can't answer that question. I, you know, and I haven't watched Taxi again in a long time. It was when it was on Nick at Night early. Uh, I think like when I was in high school and I would just be up late, I would watch it and I like and I just, I loved it. And you know what else too? I loved Judd Hirsch. I thought he was great. I just, you know what it was? All the characters on that show were really great. <laughs> I mean, Tony Danza, you know, not so much. And the other dude with the long hair, I don't remember his fucking name. Yeah. But, uh, the guy who was like an actor and he left for a while. Yes. I know. But, who you're uh, not really a fan of him either, but I thought he Judd was on like was celebrity great. rehab. What's Yeah. Yeah. Hers, i I think so. Uh, you know, Hirsch was great. Devito was great. Uh, fucking Lloyd was great. Kaufman was great. Lloyd Kaufman. Isn't there some character named Lloyd Kaufman, or am I fucking nuts? I don't know. I'll have to look that up too.
0: On the Tony Danza front, for a moment, can yeah. can you explain something to me? All right, Taxi, of course. Uh, and then uh, who's <laughs> the Lloyd boss? Kaufman's I'm I'm am sorry, just quickly. Lloyd Kaufman is the guy who's in
1: charge of all the trauma films, like Toxic Avenger and things like that. Oh, okay. you probably don't know what trauma is,
0: but no. But there anyway. you go. Uh, right, wh- sorry about wh- that. Why is Tony did? Why is Tony Danza always referred to as Tony? Is it just that he's so stupid <laughs> that, like, every character he had to be Tony because he wouldn't know it was him if he had another name? <laughs> Maybe you could be right. I mean, he's Tony. He's he's always
1: Tony. Didn't he get a job? T- he's a professor somewhere recently. I sent you a link. Like, he's going to be teaching some class in, like, a college or something like that. Oh, yeah, because he's a, he's
0: a road scholar. I think that whole thing is just, like, <laughs> it's another gimmick. He's not really – I doubt that he even has a college degree. i got to be honest.
1: He's probably doing it for a TV show.
0: Yeah. I mean, the Tony Danza, not the sharpest knife in the drawer. <laughs> it's like, it, you know, when, it, when uh, Homer Simpson goes to the uh, witness protection program or witness relocation program. Mr. Thompson. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's talking to you. That's exactly yeah. what happened with Tony Danza. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Your name on this show is going to be John. And he just couldn't get it. He's like, who are you talking to?
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, I should include there's uh, you probably know, you probably never heard of it. There's a show called Extras. It was a, a BBC slash HBO show from a couple years ago. Extras. Starring Ricky Gervais, who was the star of the original
0: UK Office. Yes, the creator of the Office, and he's got some new movie out now that looks fantastic. Yes,
1: uh, but the show extras. There is a scene exactly like that, oh. where they bring someone in and like they're talking to him, and he just goes, "Huh, what?" <laughs> and like they have to. Ch- it's exactly what you're talking about. They have to change the character's name on the show to what the actor's name was because the actor would not respond when his character was called. Dude, it's
0: totally based on Tony Danza. <laughs> they didn't want to hurt his feelings, but uh so they didn't make it publicly known, but we know. Uh speaking of Tony Danza, who's the boss? You like that one? I did not like that one, and I think it was cuz I really hated Mona. <laughs> no, I didn't I didn't have any problem with Mona. Mona was another one of those like tough old women characters. Yeah, but
1: God, this is going to be odd, an odd thing for me to say, but I always hated, I think resented the fact that Mona thought of herself as like this sex symbol kind of Like Rue McClanahan woman. in uh, Right, yeah. exactly. And meanwhile, so th- that turned me off so much as a kid watching it. But meanwhile, I loved Golden Girls. <laughs> so, you know, it makes no sense
0: to me. <laughs> I remember one time I was up at the radio station in college and there were a few people there. I don't remember everybody. One guy, his name was Bob. And he was like this really strange dude, but uh, very funny. And um, some some girl made a comment about how she loved the Golden Girls. And this guy Bob goes, how could you love the Golden Girls? It's disgusting. And I was like, what are you talking about? Golden Girls is great. He goes, it's a bunch of 80-year-old women talking about getting ass. <laughs> I was like, come on, man. I feel like I was there for this you, conversation, you have but I have, I have no idea who the fuck Bob is. They called him Sponge, actually, like SpongeBob. He was one of these guys that was like six foot four. And uh, like you looked at him and you, you said, this guy has is, is got to be like 40 years old. Uh,
1: you're doing about 50 bucks damage and you're not going to do any more. Right. I know who you're
0: talking about but I'll never be right. able to now, you know I my... probably wouldn't be able to pick him out of a lineup today but I just kind of remember him as being there and he was like a grunge like you know like a grungy kind of dress like he'd wear like jeans with ripped knees kind of okay. and like an old hat like a baseball hat from the 70s he was a weird guy so alright uh, that's our who's the boss conversation I don't even actually wait. I don't even know. We were talking Golden Girls. I don't know what's going on. Oh, Mona. Okay. Oh, you know what? Right. You know what she's really good in? Uh, it's a relatively small role, but she plays Goldie Hawn's mother in Overboard. Great. Ah, I've never seen. Have I seen
1: all of Overboard? Dude, that's another one on for you to rent. All the time when I was a kid. Great movie. But, I mean, that's Kurt Russell, Goldie Hawn, right? And Goldie Hawn has, like, amnesia or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah,
0: you've probably seen bits and pieces. You should watch it straight through. Yeah. It's a great movie. That's one of those movies where they do such a great job of the, of uh, developing the story, and slowly, um, you know, just to kind of explain for those who have never seen it, she has amnesia, and she's she was a real bitch before she had amnesia, and she treated Kurt Russell like shit. Uh, he was a carpenter, like, working on her boat. And then... What happens is she gets amnesia and her rich husband won't won't go and get her from the hospital because he's, like, banging all these other broads. So Kurt Russell, to get back at her, takes her to his, like, house with his three kids where he's a single father and, like, makes her, like, sleep on the floor. Like, does all kinds of horrible things to her. Uh, and then gradually she becomes, like, a mother to the kids and, and uh, they fall in love. It's a, really, it's a really good movie. You should check that out. Now,
1: uh, I can segue into another show here. Yep. Very easily. Um, that sounds very familiar to the show that Christina Applegate had recently. I forget the name of it, but it was canceled quickly, even though it got good reviews. But if we're going to talk Christina Applegate, yes. we have to talk one of the greatest shows of the <laughs> 80s, bar none. One of the greatest shows of all time, bar none. Yeah. Married with Children.
0: Love Married with Children. Love Mary. Love, How can you not love Al Bundy? Love uh, love Peg Bundy. Great, great Peg character. Bundy. Bud Bundy. Buck Bundy. Buck. I, I love Buck.
1: <laughs> Buck was great. I mean, when when Buck left and Lucky came in, I felt like that was when the show was like, you know what? I don't really feel like watching. Oh, I something. never, I never even saw that. I never saw when
0: Buck wasn't there.
1: Oh yeah, they they retired him because he was getting very old, and I think he ended up. The dog actually ended up dying a couple months later. I remember when Buck Bundy got a credit card. Do you remember that? <laughs> no. I remember Santos
0: Al Halper on The Simpsons getting a credit card. Oh. <laughs> That's a good one, too. Yeah. No, Buck Bundy gets a credit card, and they just start running it up through the roof because they're like, whatever. It's the dog's credit card. <laughs> it's his fault. Oh, that was great. I love the episode with Bubba Smith. When uh, do you know, yeah, that's really he's great. He's got to go past the line. Actually, Crackerman, I think, posted a video from that on your page not too long ago.
1: Yes, he did. Uh, yes, he did. He, um, uh, let me think. The the Weenie Tots episode is really great too. Yes. The uh, the shopping spree one where <laughs> the Bundys and the Darcys. Yes, and Beaver the Beavers there. Yeah, and the Beavers there, and he's talking shit to everybody. <laughs> that's that's a really How- great one. The um <laughs> him. Oh God! Phenomenal episode. <laughs> uh, the any episode with uh, Marcy's niece Amber was like ridiculous because Amber was smoking hot. <laughs> and uh, well, let me ask you this: speaking of the Darcys, real quick, were you a bigger a Jefferson fan or a Steve fan?
0: I like them both. I like Steve a lot, but I am a bigger Jeff Jefferson fan.
1: Yeah, me too. I I, I agree with you one hundred percent. Yeah, Jefferson's Oh, do you remember the episode? Uh, this would be, this is a fun one to rewatch now. But do you remember the episode where uh Kelly and Al pretend to be sick so they don't have to go off to Wanker County no. to visit to visit Peg's family? And uh, Is that when you know, King Kong like, Bundy
0: okay. comes over and puts his head through the No
1: no 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 no. Uh it's they pretend to be sick, uh then Peg and Bud leave and go off, and so uh Al and Kelly were all excited. Did I say Peg pretend to be sick? No, you said Kelly. Okay, good. But uh so Alan Kelly are pretending to be sick and uh, then Kelly actually does get sick. That's like the twist, and then Al has to take care of her. And Al's constantly having these like he's going into like a wet dream more or less. And then Kelly keeps waking him up with, with a little bell to say that she's sick, she needs bread or something. Oh, like
0: I that. kinda remember this, yeah.
1: And one of the there's two women that Al or, that Al dreams about, and one of them Jessica is Haunt? Pamela Anderson. Oh,
0: Pamela Anderson. Yep. Oh, I'd have to see It that. was
1: uh, before Baywatch. I think it was before she was even on Home Improvement. It must have been. Wow. Yeah, but it's, you watch it now, and you're like, wow, that's great. Al scoring with Pam Anderson. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's really
0: awesome. Do you remember the one? Uh, I'll just give you one more, and then we'll move on. But do you remember the one where Al sweats Elvis on his shirt? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, God. He comes home, and he's got a sweat stain on his shirt, and Peg says that Al has sweat Elvis. It's like in the shape <laughs> of Elvis. And then they have people paying admission to come and see the Elvis sweat shirt. Oh, God, man, we can we could seriously probably spend an hour on that show. Maybe, alone. Yeah, maybe we would. Have. Maybe that's a future episode. Uh, Married with children. Well, one
1: thing I just uh, like to get across quickly, because there were so many incredible fat jokes on the show. There's one that I think my entire uh, suite in college, we there was like four of us in the room. I think we didn't stop laughing for 20 minutes. There was uh, Al, you know, he's in the shoe store. There's a fat woman in front of him. And she's, you know, saying something about her feet or whatever. And Al makes some comment about how she's fat or something like that. And then the woman says, I can't believe you have the nerve to say something like that to my face. And Al says, well, lady, I'd say it behind your back, but my car's only got half a tank of gas. <laughs> killed us. Absolutely fucking killed us. Ugh. That's were cool. you aware by the way that the the roles of Alan Pegg were originally offered to Sam Kinnison and Roseanne
0: Barr? Oh my god no and but you know what that would have been interesting. It would have I you know you can't do it better than it was already done, but that would be very funny and oh but by the way a, a, a fat joke you're talking like the great jokes from al my yeah my favorite fat joke uh in it it's actually in a movie it's in back to school. you may remember this because you just saw it recently. Right. The, he's at the party in the beginning and the woman's, this enormous woman's wearing a green dress. Do you remember what he says to her? I don't remember. He says, if that dress had pockets, you'd look like a pool table. <laughs> 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 I love, see, I'm oh. so sorry that you didn't like that move. Like, I just think of that. I love the scenes in the beginning when he's like making a sandwich at the party.
1: Yeah, that's a great scene. And he's
0: just like digging out the bread and putting all the meatballs on there. And then he spits the food out into his hand and reaches out to shake people's hands. Oh, <laughs> unbelievable stuff. And that's like just the beginning. You haven't even gotten into the plot yet. So, all right. Back to 80s TV shows. Uh, what, do you, what do you want to take from here?
1: Well, uh, we talked to one of my all time favorite uh, TV dads in Al Bundy. Now we can go to who I consider the greatest TV dad of all time, as you uh, may have seen right. on GordTep.com earlier this week, is, of course, Jack Arnold on The Wonder You.
0: <laughs> Jack Arnold is one tough son of a bitch, huh? He really is. Holy shit, he is.
1: I, he could he could he could run through a brick wall. <laughs> I don't think there's any question about it. There's do you honestly even have to consider that? No, he could.
0: <laughs> He's like the real Chuck Norris character.
1: There's actually a scene speaking of Chuck Norris. There's a scene when Dan loria the the actor who plays uh Jack Arnold uh in Walker Texas Ranger. That's kind of famous if you're a Conan O'Brien fan. It's really phenomenal. Mm-hmm. There's a a small child on a ladder, and it looks like, like a, a, a library, like you'd see in a, in a mansion. And he's like standing on top of this ladder, probably 10, 15 feet off the ground, and he's like scared to come down or something. And there's Dan Loria underneath it going, Come on, kid, jump, I'll catch you. Just jump and I'll catch you, kid, come on. And the kid jumps, and Dan Loria moves out of the way and lets the kid crash to the ground. And this kid's like five years old. <laughs> it's one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life. Because Jack Arnold is
0: that fucked up. Wow. That's why. Yeah. Uh, on that show, we both we disagree on uh, one of the girls on that show. Oh, I really not Becky Slater. Uh, I love Becky Slater. No, no, no. I really loved Winnie Cooper, and you don't like her. Oh my God! What do you have against uh, Winnie
1: Cooper? Do you remember the last episode, Gordon?
0: Okay, uh, let's not talk when she's uh, in high school and and denying. I'm talking they're growing up. Well, oddly enough, there's actually a real story why
1: their their relationship was so rocky in uh, junior high school and high school. It's a behind-the-scenes thing. What? Explain. That I was reading. Uh, basically, it took Fred Savage a while to hit his growth spurt, and she hit hers first. So for a while, she was – I mean, she was taller than Kevin in the first place, but there was a time when she was way taller. And so they said, you know what? We can't put these two together on screen. It just looks too awkward. Oh, Really? And so it was written into the storyline that they were kind of drifting apart. Hmm. But, dude, she's always playing games with him. He's madly in love with her, like, the entire fucking series. And she's always just playing games with him. And it pisses me off, dude. Just let him go. It's like, it's the same thing with um, uh, Jenny Coran in Forrest Gump. It's when she has nobody, she goes to him. When someone better comes along, she leaves him. Mm. And, and she's always just like, oh, no, we can still be friends. Winnie doesn't give a shit about Kevin Arnold, okay? And he's so in love with her, it drives me fucking crazy. Just tell the kid straight up, look, it's not going to work. It's never going to work. I don't have feelings for you the same way you have feelings for me. Let's just be friends. We're not going to fucking date. We can hang out and do whatever, which is what in you know the epilogue you find out is what happens anyway. Yeah why not just do it earlier this poor kid's going through his fucking childhood getting teased by her constantly constantly and then in the fucking last episode are you fucking kidding me he goes up to see her at the fucking camp or wherever it is she's working the the resort and she's just like oh what are you doing here oh okay that's fine it's like no either a she should be excited that he's there b fake to be excited that he's there or c go look you know what I appreciate you coming up, but I really just needed time alone, and I'm sorry, and I can't really speak to you right now, and maybe you should go home. But instead, she goes, okay, great, yeah, that's fine. And then she goes off, makes out with another lifeguard, he fucking catches her in the act, calls her out on it, and he's the asshole, according to Winnie. Give me a fucking break. I hate Winnie Cooper. <laughs> fucking hate her.
0: I just kind of liked her because I thought she was cute.
1: Oh. <laughs> you know, one thing she did suffer from and you know, I can't hold this against any actor, any actor on that show, but you know, there's a comedian who says this too. There's a YouTube clip of it and all this shit that if you take away all of the Daniel Stern monologue, like 90% of The Wonder Years is just people staring at each other. <laughs> and I feel like she suffered from that the most because uh, like, you know, she'd say something, you'd hear Daniel Stern for 15 seconds and it would constantly go between Kevin and Winnie. And she just always had the same dumb expression on her face throughout all of the uh, inner thoughts. It was just, it got really hard to watch after a while. A <laughs> couple other quick things, just I, I did to get off her for a second. I loved Norma, the mom. She was great. Yes. I loved Wayne. And I think everyone remembers the Hamster Patrol episode. Yes. And uh, you're aware that Jason Hervey, he owns a production company with Eric Bischoff. Yes,
0: Bischoff and Hervey together, I know.
1: Yes, Eric Bischoff, for those who don't know, ran the famous WCW in the late well, 90s. Well, in, in
0: the early 90s, uh, Bischoff, I, I guess Bischoff, brought Jason Hervey in. I'm not sure how they know each other or they became friends in the early 90s. Uh, he did some bits with WCW and right. he dated Missy Hyatt for a little while. But then again, who didn't? Wow, yeah, that's pretty good. The
1: uh, and uh, uh, Paul Pfeiffer, Josh Saviano, yeah, uh, you remember the rumors that he was actually Marilyn Man? Yeah, he's at, he's a lawyer in New York City. Like, uh, right? He he has done nothing since the Wonder
0: Years. Yeah, he's just a lawyer.
1: Yeah, he's. Uh, I think Chunk from the Goonies has the same situation. I think he's an agent or something like that. But both of them had these huge roles
0: and went on and just did absolutely nothing afterwards. Well, the kid from the uh, Christmas Story is like a producer in Hollywood, and you look at him, you're like, wow, he looks like just like a normal guy. He's got a great job, but he never did any other acting roles, as far as
1: you know. Right. You know. Hmm. Do you remember the uh, the Kev Bo episode? I got tortured with that one for a while. Uh, refresh my memory. It was uh, Winnie's new boyfriend, and she's like, you know, oh, hi, this is my boyfriend so-and-so. I forget his name, and, like, this is Kevin. He's like, hey, Kevbo. Oh, yeah, and yeah, you know, yeah, Kev... yeah, yeah, I do remember that. That's right. And Kevin's just like, fuck this asshole. Like, I don't want to talk to this guy. Why is this guy trying to be friends with me? So bad. Ah, so you were called Kevbo from there on in? Oh, yeah, are you kidding? Anyone named Kevin... Uh, during that period of time, was called Kevbo for like a month straight. <laughs> Pretty much guarantee that. If there's a Kevin out there listening to this show besides me, podcast
0: at gortep.com, let me know. Okay, uh, let's just do a couple more and then we'll head on out of here. Sure. How about Perfect Strangers? Did you watch that one? Loved Perfect Strangers. <laughs> balky Absolutely loved it. balky is phenomenal. He's almost like the uh, precursor to Borat. You know? Yeah, sort of. It's, um, except, like, you know, not anti-Semitic. <laughs> well, uh, you don't know. They just don't talk about it. But he was always, like, uh, with the foreign stuff that people would just accept because they're like, oh, whatever, you know, he's from some weird country. And he right. had all these bizarre rituals and, and sayings that nobody understood. And I think he was a sheep herder, right? Or a goat yes, herder on, or something? on Mipos. On Meepos. That's where he came from, and uh they do the dance of joy. Yeah, everybody remembers the dance of joy. That's like the one. You know how you don't remember that much from these shows, but you remember the dance of joy. Everyone remembers the dance of joy. It's great. It, I want to. I think if the Mets win the World Series,
1: we should do the dance of joy. Together. All right. I'll have to watch it on YouTube to remember it because I don't. It's very. It, it's very easy. Okay. Except I think you're. You're. I don't think I'm strong enough to lift you. You're going to have to
0: carry me. I'll, I'll lift you up. Don't worry. <laughs> on uh, you know what? There's one scene you may not even remember this, and I don't know what the context was, but they did one scene on Perfect Strangers where they were reenacting the Honeymooners, which is like my favorite all time show. Where what with Jennifer and Marianne, uh, the the girlfriend? Yeah, but they were they did it in black and white, and Larry was Ralph Cramden, and Balky was Ed Norton, and they did the Honeymooners on the show. See if you could find that one. I'll take a look. I remember seeing that, and I was like, "Wow, this is unbelievable!" And it just like went on. It was like it was almost like they were doing a, a honeymooners episode. I haven't seen the, it since uh, it aired in like nineteen ninety, but whatever. The only there's three episodes that
1: I remember distinctly. One is the finale where you know they're trying to Larry's trying to have Jennifer give birth, so they go up in the hot air balloon. <laughs> I don't remember uh, that. And then there was the one where they were trying to do a get-rich-quick scheme where, you know, they're turning over real estate real fast. Huh. Okay. And Larry, like, installs a chandelier in this house, but except very badly. And, like, they're about to sell the house, and the woman loses her contact, and then the chandelier falls and <laughs> all this shit. But the one that I remember the most was the one where there was, like, supposed to be hidden treasure in their apartment. Do you remember this? No. And they, like, found a note, and it was, like, you know, these clues. Like, ten paces this way, nine paces that way. And, uh... I remember it was like the Larry was reading, and everything rhymed that he was reading off this little card. And then one of them they just added into the script because it was funny. Uh, Larry said, you know, 10 paces north, please be meticulous. Or, and Balky said, well, of course we will. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> Very funny. But in the end, uh, they discovered that the the treasure was hidden, Behind this great big mural that Balky had painted in his room, of Balky and cousin Larry like joining together, you know, finally there was this huge, huge uh, this mural painting that Balky did that was great, and Balky was very upset because Larry wanted to smash through it to get to the treasure,
0: but in the end he wouldn't do it. Uh, Balky Bronson Pincho, he, I think that was one of those guys that everyone was like, oh, he's gonna be a big star. It's going to be a big start, you know, because he had this one role. And they gave him that movie with uh, Stuart Pankin. Do you remember that second sight? John Larroquette was in it, too, from Night Court. Oh, my God. Vaguely. Okay. Bronson Pinchot was like a psychic or something, you know, with these crazy powers. And um, the one thing that I just remember from that movie that I always – it always cracked me up as a kid is that during the movie, there's some scene where they're flipping through channels on TV – and Bronson Pinchot's in the room, and one of the channels is playing Perfect Strangers. <laughs>
1: oh, God.
0: It's one of those, you know, like, subtle jokes that you gotta, you know, not everybody. gonna Right, catch right, on. right. No, the only,
1: the only movies I remember him in is uh, Beverly Hills Cop 1 and 3.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right.
1: Play Surge. Surge sounds like a detergent.
0: <laughs> yeah. Haven't seen those in a long time.
1: Also about Perfect Strangers, the the intro theme song is might be the greatest intro theme song of all time <laughs> it's a good one standing tall on the wings of my dreams absolutely off the charts phenomenal if uh I remember being in college one day drunk and like there was five of us walking down the street screaming at waking up the neighbors it was fun not as good though the all-time champion uh, uh from the 80s theme songs is just the ten of us which was also part of like the the first
0: big TGIF I don't even know group. Just the Ten of Us theme song. All right, Just, just the just... Ten of Us starring... No, What's that? No, I know Just the Ten of Us, the show. It was a spin-off of Growing Pains. Right. And it was that coach guy, right, with a bunch of kids. But what was the th- mm-hmm. what was the theme song or intro? Doing it the best I can. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Leading on nobody but me. <laughs>
1: Off the charts. Amazing. Uh, speaking of spinoffs, we're going to have to go just back to perfect Oh, strangers right. For a family Matters. Right. Because Harriet Winslow was uh, like the elevator operator. <laughs> but we'll, that's, Family Matters is more of a 90s thing. We'll get into that next week. Okay.
0: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Um, but uh, speaking of uh, show intros, one of the most memorable ones, easily. Family time.
0: Yeah, family time. That was a weird intro. It was always. It was just like a bunch of photos in picture frames on the table and stuff, right?
1: Yeah, and then well, the whole didn't the whole thing start with like there it was there was like blank, and then someone with a paintbrush went in. Yes. And started. Uh, I forget Meredith Baxter Burney
0: was that was that her name? That's her name.
1: You no, know, and like she was wearing like a red dress or something, and they were like
0: painting it red. And the father with the beard. Yeah, Michael Gross. I always thought that was weird that he had the beard on the show. Why?
1: Because not a lot of TV dads have beards. That's true. But that, that set him apart. I mean, why not? Well, I, I when you guess. you talk about TV dads with beards, he's like the first one that comes up. What was uh Stephen? Stephen Keaton? Yep. It's one of the, he's one of the only ones I could think of, so why not? Kimbo Slice. Set it apart. Stand out. Kimbo Slice, he did lose the other yeah, day. Did. Yeah, he did. Yeah,
0: he did. But he could be coming back. That's our for Ultimate Fighter sure fans. Is. Um, I loved all the people on that show except for the little boy who was, you know, after it had jumped the shark. Right. And I didn't really like Teeny Others. Actually, you know what I'm saying? That I liked everybody. I didn't like everybody. I didn't like Teeny Others and I didn't like the little boy. Right. I loved Alex. I loved Justine Bateman. She's beautiful. Um, she was great. I liked Skippy and... Um, what was that guy that was like a garbage guy? You know who I'm talking—the garbage artist. What, Nick? Nick, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was great. That was uh, that was
1: Mallory's boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick was really, really great. He was almost like they said Sylv- Sylvester Stallone's going to move in.
0: Yeah, I remember one time um, he was trying to be like all clean and nice, and he couldn't handle. He couldn't take it anymore, and his line before he like got fed up and left because he was like he couldn't take it anymore. Do you remember this at all or no? No. Oh, he goes vaguely. He goes, I ain't no Charles Bronson, and he leaves. <laughs> Do you remember when Skippy almost got
1: laid? No, but uh, yeah, he he was there. He found this other nerdy girl. I guess it was on a college campus or something like that, or it was in her apartment. But he took like a red cloth and he put it over her lamp. Hmm so that like it got you know so that it was just it became a red light and it was very romantic and all these things and they were talking and talking and talking and just as they start kissing each other the shirt catches fire oh. and so there's this big fire in her apartment and the whole thing's ruined too bad oh god you know what it's so funny too because when i was thinking about this show i remember thinking about family ties and going you know i watched it but i can't think of anything there are so many episodes coming back to me right now
0: there's the one uh, where, do you remember where they had a gun? Yes. They had a lot of those the gun- on a very special family. They had the one where the father had a heart attack and was in the hospital. That's right. They did. Yeah. They had the one the, where uh, they flew uh, to Europe.
1: Yeah, the Europe one was phenomenal. There's one line I'll always remember from that episode is uh, Mallory... Uh they're they're, you know, getting ready to order breakfast and Mallory says, you know, do they have toast in England? And Alex says, Yeah, I think a boatload just arrived this
0: morning. <laughs> I loved I loved the episode where Alex is on drugs. Oh yeah, that's really great. Or uh the one
1: where Tom Hanks is like the abusive uncle. <laughs> yeah. Because he's an alcoholic. huh. And he's like he's like he's getting to the point where he was like drinking vanilla extract or something yep, like that, yep, right? Yep,
0: yeah. It was, like, that bad. And uh, didn't they have, like, really stupid cousins, too? They had, like, really bizarre... I remember there was one, like, really dark girl who was, like, we're all going to die anyway. It's very, like, miserable. Like, gothic for the 80s, kind of. Yeah, M- yeah, yeah, I guess. And you. I remember...
1: Oh, there was... A- yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, there were... There was a there was a racist episode too. A racism oh, episode. Do you remember
0: yes! the Wits Only? Wits Only. I remember that they just it said like um, they just kept repeating that line as the comic relief, you know. Right. They just kept like, what's Wits Only mean? Right. Because a black family moved on to the block. Right, and it was wasn't it wasn't it that it was the black kid who did it? Wasn't it for some? reason? Oh, that I don't remember. I thought there were like racist assholes on the block who were like, uh, get out of our block, and then that the uh, the Keaton family was the only family that was nice to them. What, it was it turned out to be a black family that... It turned it turned
1: out to be the son in the black family that did it, if memory serves. And there's some, like, backwards reasoning, like, how could you do this? Oh, God. And he was like, well, because I, I think he said he was scared and he wanted to
0: leave. Oh. So he did that so that the parents would say, okay, let's get out of here. <laughs> I just... I think it was something along those lines. It's funny. Witzel, that's awesome that you said that, because that's all I remember of it, really, is that they they repeated that joke maybe three times. Right. Yeah. What does wits only Man. mean? <laughs> <laughs> funny, funny stuff. All right. Ed, really great. What else you got before we get out of here? A uh,
1: couple things. Uh, let me see here. Uh, Dukes of Hazard. I really love too. Uh, I think it was just maybe with that and Knight Rider, maybe it was just the fact that I like jumping. What, what about the
0: A-team? B. A. Baracus and face and all The
1: A Team, uh I saw pictures today, by the way, from the set of all the actors together. Oh, how's Rampage
0: Jackson look as Mr. T? Good?
1: Uh yeah, he looks he looks alright. I mean it wasn't that close up a shot, okay. but it looks good. Uh the funny thing that was when I was a kid, that was like the big three for me was Night Rider, Dukes of Hazard, and A Team. And uh it got to the point I remember one day watching A Team, because that was an hour long show, right?
0: Yeah, I think yeah, it was. All three of
1: them were. All three of them were hour-long shows. And I remember one day just being bored out of my mind watching The A-Team. And it, I, like, realized it. I was, like, five, six years old. I said, the only reason I watch this show is because I like, at the end, when they, like, you know, build all the crazy weapons or all the crazy, like, uh, automobiles right. or whatever. Right. That was the only reason I would watch the show. And it, it, it occurred to me that... I was always bored for, like, 45 minutes. In the last 15, I'd
0: be like, oh, this is great. And then after that, I just stopped watching. I loved it when Hulk Hogan was on. He was on a couple episodes.
1: Yeah, I remember that. I remember ads for it. on Because I the Night of the Juggernaut Night Rider episode that I had referenced before, I had taped that. And so I watched that one over and over on VHS. And I remember a commercial for the A-Team with Hulk Hogan. I think someone throws a grenade in that episode. <laughs> Something like that.
0: Oh, one I can't believe we didn't mention, uh, The Cosby Show. Cosby Show was a good. one. That's another one like like Family
1: Ties, where I would always watch it, but I can't really recall. Episodes. Oh, what about
0: when they went to sing with uh, Stevie Wonder? Oh, that one I do, of course. Jamming on the one, <laughs> <laughs> baby, baby, baby,
1: baby, baby, baby. baby.
0: <laughs> Robert, I remember, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say.
1: Oh, man. Yeah. I don't remember any
0: other episode. I, so you can mention him, and I might remember him, but... Oh, I remember, I remember when he's, the, like, downstairs listening to jazz in his little room there. Uh, I remember when they found out that Theo was dyslexic. Oh, uh, shit, yeah, I remember that, too. There was all kinds of drama with uh, Lisa Bonet on that show. With, right. Um, I, that was a really good show. It, it spun off into a different... Good. You remember A Different World, also? Yes, I remember a different world. Yeah, That was a way to the uh but the
1: Cosby show, one thing I remember it was wasn't it a different intro every season? Yes. And it was always Bill Cosby and It was always a slightly different like dance moves or whatever it was. Yeah, it was
0: always Bill Cosby doing some kind of weird faces and dancing.
1: Right. And I just remember Every season premiere, like sitting down and saying, "Oh, what's the intro going to look?" Right,
0: like? right, right. It's going to be different. This what
1: time. was that? What, what was that little girl's name who came on? Like Rudy? Raven Simone or something? Oh, not Rudy.
0: Yeah, Raven Simone. Right. That's after Rudy was too old to be the little girl anymore. Right, right, right. Yeah, Raven Simone. I think. I think at that point it just got stupid. That's the it? jump the shark. That's like Seven or whatever the kid's name was on uh, Married with Children. Unmarried with Children. Although they did get rid of Seven. I mean, the, the true thing that killed Married with
1: Children was when they moved it to Saturday night. Yeah, I kinda remember that. I remember they did like that was because it was it was Simpsons and then it would be something else, some other show, and then it would be Married with Children and then something else and then X Files. And that was like, oh no, excuse me, it wasn't X Files, because then at ten o'clock would be the news. And what happened was they wanted to move X Files to Sunday night at nine o'clock. And so they said, okay, we'll move Married with Children to Saturday. And that killed the show. It was done after that season. They tried moving him back to Sunday night, but it was too late. Hmm. And they never got their final episode, which still upsets me. Hmm. I mean their last episode, Married to Children, where Kelly gets married, was supposed to be the season finale, but not the series right. finale. Right. It just so
0: happens it was cancelled so they never did any more episodes.
1: Right. Crackerman's theory on how that episode should have ended was actually is still my favorite, which is Al wins the lottery. well they did uh, leaves, that, you know, they
0: did that on Roseanne.
1: Right. They did do it on Roseanne. Yeah. But the difference is Al wins the lottery, leaves Peg and the kids. He's off on like an island somewhere oh. or like he's in an airport or something and dies. No,
0: I don't think that's good. I think that they're...
1: Sure, because no. it's just, you know, it's Al that has everything and still can't get uh, it. At the
0: end of the day, Al really loves his wife and family. That's the thread that holds the show together. That's true.
1: He pretends that he has Biggins in the trunk of his car in the car wash episode. <laughs> where, where you know, they say, well, we couldn't find your car because you said it was green, but after we washed it, we found out it was red. But he actually has a picture of his family in the trunk. Yeah. Aww. So maybe he doesn't leave the
0: wife and kids, but he certainly should win the lottery and die, for sure. Yeah. Well, he did die, and Sam Kinison was the angel, right? You remember that one? Yes, I the do. Christmas episode, so.
1: The second to last episode, he made a deal with the Devil saying he wanted to take the Bears to the Super Bowl. And he did. Except the problem is he gets them to the Super Bowl, but he's not, you know... The Devil said, well, that's all you said. You didn't say the Bears would win the Super Bowl. <laughs> he should have... So, so all of Al's, like, magic football powers go away for the Super Bowl. And, like, you know, he gets killed. And he has to spend an eternity in hell. And you see, like, you know, it's like... Eons later in hell, and he's uh, at home living next to the Darcy. <laughs> that's that's hell for Al, was every day. That's
0: good. That's good. I was going to say was, he should have... That was
1: a really great episode. I remember that was like a good nugget
0: uh, was like towards the end. Yeah, I was going to say he, he should have made a deal with the devil, so uh, they would have um, increased the ratings and given him another season, but I guess that wasn't in the cards. Uh, so, sadly not. All right. Are we done? Uh...
1: Trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to go over. Full House we didn't even touch on, but you know what? 90s. Fuck it. Full House is not nineties. I mean, I guess it could be, but to me that was an eighties show. But, you know, maybe we'll talk about it next week. Do we I mean do we need to talk about Full House? We'll talk everyone watched it. Everyone's ashamed to have watched it. It was an awful show, but you just watched it every fucking week.
0: I don't know. Uh, was it Is there anything else to it? <laughs> Hang on, I'm looking right now. Full House. It debuted in 1987 and it ended in 1995, so I consider that a 1990s show. All right, fine. I guess we we'll, we'll discuss it next. week. Okay, good. Because f-
1: were you aware that uh, DJ Tanner is married to Pavel Bure's
0: brother? Yes, Valerie Bure. I did know that. Absolutely, she's a big hockey fan.
1: Oh, one other thing I wanted to mention. It wasn't um it wasn't a show. It was like a one time special that was on Showtime. Uh called Stephen Banks Home Entertainment Center. I don't know this one. It was one. in the 80s. It was phenomenal. It was a one-man show. Uh, it's basically this one guy, he has to, um, it's an hour long, and he comes home, and he has to type up a, a speech for his boss. And he basically spends the entire 60 minutes procrastinating. And
0: it's just really out-of-this-world hysterical. The best Showtime shows from the 80s, number one, uh, actually, I'll say number two, Super Dave, and number one, it's Gary Shandling show. I thought that was HBO. Uh, no, that was Showtime, and uh, ultimately Fox Network. Do you remember the theme song to it's Gary Gary Shandling show? This is
1: the Gary Shandling show. How do you like <laughs> it Opening so theme far? Desire.
0: Whatever it is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now we come to the part where I start the whistle. <laughs> great great theme song oh so. man and of
1: course I can't think uh, Super Dave is just completely blacked out from my mind now because he is Marty Funkhauser 1000% <laughs> have you been watching this season of Curving Your Thieves I have it's I so love great. this season it's really I'm really gl- great Leon is fantastic I can't wait for Leon to meet Michael Richards it has to happen
0: so I guess you'll be going upstairs <laughs> eat my Chinese food in my <laughs> fucking room I'm going, all right. Eating my fucking Chinese food and my fucking... <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, I'll just run over a couple
1: of things real quick that I just have notes on. Uh, ALF was a big one that I watched. Uh, okay. I watched 227 and Amen. I think they were on uh, Saturday Night Saturday like, with Golden yeah, Girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yep, yep, yep. Night Court uh, was another one. Now, was that a spinoff from Cheers? Because wasn't Harry... Because I know Harry showed up on Cheers a lot. I don't know. I didn't think. That I don't was think a spin it was off. a spinoff. It's probably just the, the actor. But uh,
0: okay, Punky
1: Brewster was a big one, and uh, VH1 Stand Up Spotlight I watched a lot actually. Ah, starring Rosie O'Donnell. That. But you know, back when she was funny, she was until like she just was completely overexposed, and everyone realized how fucking irritating she is.
0: Yeah. You know, we didn't get into different strokes or facts of life. Oh, man. Yeah. You're right. Like those shows. We maybe um, we'll
1: have to do a, a. We talk about the 80s again one day.
0: I guess so. Yeah. Maybe, in, you know, in a year or something. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Um, you know, uh, one more, you know, talking about crushes. I loved, I was madly in love with Stacey Keenan from My Two Dads.
1: Absolutely. Oh, My Two Dads. I thought you were going to go with Step
0: by Step, which I was going to Oh, talk well, about that's next 90s week. next week. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that next week. I was okay. a big Stacey, Stacey Keenan fan. Next.
1: I saw a picture of her recently. She looks terrible.
0: Oh, come on. I don't believe it. Dude,
1: I swear to God, if you look her up on IMDb, they show a recent picture of her, and you go, oh. I mean, she's not awful, awful, but it's just, compared to how you remember her, not the
0: same. I'm looking her up right now. Let's see. While you're looking her up. Oh, man. She's certainly no Pink Power Ranger, I'll tell you that. <laughs>
1: I'll tell, oh, you, no. I'll tell you this. Here's uh, to, to lighten your mood. I have a joke because uh, I was thinking about commercials from the 80s, which I'd love okay. to be able to do a show on one day, except it's just too difficult to organize. But uh, well, we'll try. One commercial from the 80s. Now, now I'm going to uh, – uh, I'll, I'll go into this here for a second. Uh, people out there, if you go to um, – just so you know what we're about to discuss. If you go to youtube.com slash gordtep, as opposed to YouTube.com slash 300 bucks damage. If you go to YouTube.com slash Gortep, right on the front page you will see a video called Front Stage Behavior Part 2. Okay? <laughs> this was um, a college project that Gordon and I did in well, college. And uh, I don't really recommend you watching it because it's so bad. But if you do watch it, you will see a character named Plato try to kill himself. Now, Gordo, do you know... What number Plato could have called that would have helped him talk him out of his attempted suicide?
0: Nine line. The nine line. <laughs> Very good. I can't believe you nailed that. <laughs> Outstanding. Yeah. All right. Beautiful. So, all right, we're done? We are golden. All right, everybody, as always, um, please subscribe. If you haven't yet, spread the word. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. Uh, 300 bucks damage on GordTep.com, the best podcast out there. We're on iTunes, Zoom, you name it, your RSS reader of choice. 300 bucks damage, uh, Ham City Kev, and Gordtep every single week. So, next week, continuing the television theme, we're going to move into the next decade from the 80s to the 90s, where we're going to be discussing uh, a number of shows that were our favorites and some that were our least favorites. And I'll tell you how uh, TV Dinner's in the Oven. How that, how that all turns out. Uh, yes, I can't wait to find out. So um, for Ham City Kev in Queens, I'm Gord Tepp on Long Island saying thanks so much for listening and have a good night.